Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Oh, wait, it's noon on uh, Thursday, January 27th, and this is news that you can use from YAA with your dear friends Ray and Zach. Um, and I'm repping the uh, Phoenix Suns today, the number one team in the uh, in the National Basketball Association. Yeah, they really are doing quite good, Dad. Today we're going to talk about a lot, unfortunately, Yeah, because we're going to be pretty myopically, that's a big yeah. SAT word, focused on yeah. Tesla. Yeah, it's Tesla Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. It's Taco Tuesdays and Tesla Thursday. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about how much automakers actually make on their vehicles because you can look at the Tesla numbers and you can start to extrapolate out a few things, which is pretty fascinating. So we'll touch on that. We'll come back to the chat, answer as many things here as well, and then yeah, um, yeah you know, hopefully, hopefully we can put on a, a half decent show. Uh, that that would be an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me pull up the articles and we can start here. I'm going to open up two tabs really quickly and then let me share. Dueling my tabs. All right, so Tesla absolutely destroyed things. It's like not even close. Tesla hit record $5.5 billion in profit. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, they're delaying certain things. The headline over on Auto News their net income, their profit in the fourth quarter was $2.3 billion well no that was their net income that wasn't that's their profit yeah net income's profit okay oh typically net income is synonymous with profit okay cool there you have it that's why you keep me around man yeah so just in the fourth quarter they made 2.3 billion dollars and they and their revenue yeah they're swelled swelled 65% 65% to $17.7 billion. All right, so what's your take on this? And then there's some interesting data points from this that I want to pull out that help me start to think about, okay, how much money is Tesla actually making? I mean, we know in absolute terms, but like per car, how much money are they actually making? But what's your reaction to seeing that Tesla is leading the way? Well, God bless them. I mean, you know, obviously there's a, there's a business model that works. It's, it's taken... Um, a number of years for it to become profitable and 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 successful, but obviously uh, uh, Elon Musk and his team are onto something. They figured out how to produce the requisite number of cars, um, and so between their software business and their cars, uh, you know they're they're making some they're making some. I think the phrase is coin. Yeah, they're making a lot of coin. Yeah. So here's what I found interesting. When you start to dig into some of the numbers, so they made $5.5 billion in profit, and that was off of 960,000 cars sold globally. Globally, yes. They don't disclose their numbers for the United States, um, but globally 960,000 cars. When you do the math on the $5.5 billion from 960,000, it comes out to roughly they made like $5,800 per per vehicle. Yeah. PVR. Yeah. Per vehicle retail, but not retail because wholesaled. Well, no, they're retail because oh they gosh, are the retailer. Duh, duh, yeah. duh, duh. They are the yeah, retailer. Yeah. So then Last start... time I checked, isn't that their... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 100% right. So then you start to think a little bit about that. So they make $5,800 per car sold. Yeah. What's the average Tesla cost? And you start to do the math, and it's, and there's no like definitive here's what the average yeah. Tesla cost because you don't know how many of each particular vehicle they sold. But it's got to be it's somewhere around $50,000, dollars because some of them are cheaper, some yeah. of them are more... Yeah. Called sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, that puts their margin per vehicle at about at ten grand. At ten percent. Yeah, 
And and I, I just think that number's got to be low. You really think that they make even more than that? Well, if auto dealers are averaging about $5,000 per vehicle. But it is fascinating because Tesla doesn't have a dealership model. No, I, I get that, but I, I just can't imagine that they've that they've run their profit margins so thin from from production to retail that they'd only be making 10%. I think the number would be higher than that. Or it could be that in a few years, we're going to see that number go up even more as there's more efficiencies built in. Um, yeah, but but is that, well, that, that's not net profit. That's just profit. Are you saying like pre-tax or post-tax? Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying is, is, is the five wait, wait, what is net profit versus profit? But there's profit's profit. Is after your costs, your revenues I'm, minus all your costs. Well, what I think what I'm trying to say is that if they made five point five billion, yeah. is that after all expenses? With except for taxes, yes. Are you sure? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's the difference between gross profit and net profit. So you're saying with or without taxes? Is that the point you're trying to make? No, no, not with with expenses. Like how much are they paying? Oh no, people? no, no, no. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's after yes, 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 yes. That's hundred percent after you SGNA. Sales general and administrative. That's after everything. That this is they made five point five billion dollars after paying everyone. Okay. Just excluding tax. So so then they're making much more per so so if they're making ten percent, that's net profit that they're making, not Let's open a new tab. I don't think there's this distinction there, between there, gross profit and profit. There's a distinction. Well, my my point is that they're they're making about fifty eight hundred dollars per car in net profit after all expenses. That's what I'm saying. Gross profit versus net profit. Yeah. Gross profit is after your cost of goods sold. Gross profit refers to the company's profits earned after subtracting the cost of producing and distributing its products. Yes. Net profit is going to be then subtracting away all the other expenses. Yeah. After all of its expenses have been deducted from revenues. Yes. The number that they're telling us, the $5.5 billion. So they're making, so the net profit is about $5,800 per car, which means that the gross profit is much more than that. Definitely. Yeah, because yeah, the, okay. the goods that are going into producing it, the labor uh, yeah, that's going so, into producing so maybe, it, those are only maybe some. Maybe on a gross profit level, they're, they're working at a 25 or 30% margin. And that it nets out to about a 10% margin. That's all I'm trying to figure out. I mean, it's like a deal, most dealerships yeah. um, three years ago, I mean, they, they operated on, on about one and a half cents of every dollar fell to the net profit at the end when everything was done. Today, that number is probably closer to three to four and a half cents per dollar. Mm-hmm. So it's gone up dramatically. So... I, I my suspicion is that that the profit margin in Teslas is probably around twenty five to thirty percent, and it nets out when everything's all said and done at about ten percent. Yeah, because you've got to imagine, which is huge. No, no, I mean it. 
that's a machine that makes a lot of money, yes. obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the chat really quick here, Pops. And then I want to jump over to another EV related story because that's all what the news is today. Oh, my God. Loran in uh, or Lauren, excuse me, in the chat says, I've heard my whole life that the auto manufacturers really don't make much profit per car. I was always suspicious of this. LOL. I think everyone hears the dealer doesn't make much money. The manufacturer doesn't make well, much well, money. I, I can tell you from having spent 43 years in the car business. The, the customers think that the dealers are making ten to fifteen to twenty thousand dollars per car sold. Nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah, the ones that are making that kind of money per car wholesaled are the manufacturers, but the dealers, up until now, you know they, you know, a, a good year it was the average with the front end and back end profit was about two thousand dollars a car. Uh, you know, twenty five hundred, maybe three. Today, it's closer to five thousand or fifty five hundred dollars per car. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, people always thought that oh, we were making ten thousand dollars per car deal. I only wish that were true. I I would have retired in my forties <laughs> as opposed to in my sixties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of hits on what Ryan's asking earlier. Yeah. He's saying, "What do dealers try and make on their trade ins? Just trying to see what kind of negotiating leverage I have." When I go to trade in my truck, that's actually where dealerships can make a lot of money. Well, the, you've always said you make money on used cars when you buy them. Yeah, you, they, they, that's when the dealers make money. They they try and buy them as inexpensively as they can. Uh, and right now, they're they're paying in many cases retail numbers to be able to buy pre-owned cars and then mark it up even beyond that in order to sell it. Um, you know, the average gross profit today on a pre-owned car is probably, uh, if I were to guess three to thirty five hundred dollars per car before finance and insurance so yeah yeah um, but that doesn't mean anybody's willing to negotiate with you at the moment but yeah I did hear from some friends in the business last night no no, no please that yeah, at least important. in at least in the DC market things seem to be softening and dealers are suddenly um, entertaining uh, 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 negotiating not only on pre-owned inventory that that has been sitting a little bit this month sales have been really slow on pre-owned um, but they're also starting to negotiate on new cars in some cases including even toyotas <laughs> okay so let's actually let's touch on this for just a second before and and on every bmw <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. let's touch on this a little bit i was trying to i used the wrong word earlier what does it mean when you're getting nervous what's the saying I, I said I'm not going to repeat it on live on air because it makes. But you get itchy feet. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the we we were filming another car review today, and yeah. I said I said yeah, of course the dealers are going to get itchy feet. That is totally not the saying. What is the saying? They get nervous and jerky. Okay, so what I'm thinking is happening right now is we've yeah. seen a lot of weakening in used car prices on the valuation side for the consumer, like the trade-in well, values. Not, not, you know, a, not a lot of The trade-in values and, and the Carvana offers yes, and things like yes. that. Yes, But on a wholesale, wholesale level, level, it's been pretty flat. It, you know, there, there's been four or five weeks in, in uh, value reductions. And during that time, that might have amounted to a 1% decline. Yeah. So it hasn't been significant on the wholesale no. side, but like the retail offers that people are getting from the Carvanas of the world. Seem to be going down. Have gone down yes. considerably. And I wonder how much, and our expectation still is that springtime used car prices are going yes. to keep coming back up. Because there's no indication. We actually met with David Chow from Automotive Press yesterday. That video will be out 
hopefully over the weekend, maybe early next week. We learned a lot about the semiconductor shortage. He says we're at least a year away. Yeah, and he says a that's year to a year and a half. But he 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 suspects that there'll be uh, huge improvements within a year. My point being that I I could see some some dealer groups looking yeah. at their P and Ls and saying, okay, we're starting to age some of this used car inventory that we spent a ton at the auction for, mm -hmm. or we bought wholesale in whatever format, and it's fairly expensive. And actually, even at the wholesale market, it's worth less now. And oh, oh crap, Carvana, CarMax, they don't even want to buy it from us at what we paid for it. Okay, sell it to a retail customer, make money up on the back end. Yes. It does give me a sense that like, maybe there are some deals deals relative to be had. Yes, uh, right uh, now. And, and, I, and I think there might be, um, but I think it also depends on the part of the country. Uh, cold feet. Oh, I like that. Well, well, in Zach's case, they're called itchy feet. That was so um, dumb. I can't yeah. believe I said itchy feet. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. I brought it up here. Yeah. Well, that was nice of you. Uh, but but in, in at least in the Washington metro area, yeah, there seems to be a softening of the retail market. Definitely. Now, um, this has been a slightly colder winter. You keep bringing up the, the time of year and the weather. I, I Well, you know, I'm sorry, but the time of the year and the weather have everything to do with car sales. You don't think it has to do with inflation and people getting a little nervous about how much things cost and not wanting to spend money? Uh, let's see. The U.S. economy grew at <laughs> right. an annualized basis. Fine. I think it was 5.7% last year. 5.7%. The most it's grown since 1984, I think the number was. So, yeah, are there inflation concerns? Absolutely there are. Are there great disparities between um, the, the, the lower middle class and the upper class? Yes, there are. But is there money still to be spent? And yep. is it being spent? In obviously, in many cases, it is if the economy is growing at that rate. No, I hear it. Um, I think, from having spent 43 years in the retail automobile business, that climate conditions, weather, you know, uh, and and time of year yeah. matter. I and, hear you. and 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 I'm not going to fight you on that. And in all the years I did it, either January or February, one of those two months was going to be your slowest sales month of the year. Every year. It only, you know, it, it was just amazing when, whenever you looked back, it was either January or February. It was never March. It was never April. It was no, never I hear May. you. I hear you. Um, so we're in what is the slowest time of the year for car sales. So yes, I think I think all the dealers that had happy feet in December when they were making record profits and selling record numbers of used cars. Yep. Um, I, I think those happy feet are turning into slightly cold feet at the moment um, because they're seeing a softening that they should have seen coming. Definitely. Definitely. Want to jump to the chat real quick. Okay. Um, Igor, thanks for this comment. We are helping YA members negotiate deals on used cars and being very successful by getting dealers to drop the price. Yes. Yep. Join YA.com, become a member. We'll help you up as best yes, absolutely. we can. Leon, thanks for this. I sent my son to sign up for YA. Needs help replacing a vehicle. Yeah, that's 100% what we're here to do. There was another one up here from Frank. Thank you for this, Frank. I watched the GV70 review before this too. Excellent review. Thank well, you for well, that, Frank. well, thank you, Frank, and tell all your friends, neighbors, and uh, acquaintances to uh, tune in and watch that the review. So here's Michael bringing up a really good point. And again, we talked to David Chow of Automotive yeah. Press. That video is going to be awesome when it comes yes. out. It's going to take a legacy manufacturer, Toyota, GM, et cetera, three to five years to ramp up to efficiently make EVs. If they don't start now or yesterday, they won't be able to compete. It was interesting talking to David because he said even things like 
simple things like just changing out the chips in the cars have to wait for model year changeovers. Like they mm-hmm. can't do things within a year. And so I think there is some validity to this idea that they're they're behind. But I do want to pull up this this other article that I think is relevant for our discussion today, Dad, from Automotive News. It's on the homepage right now. Renault Nissan Alliance plows twenty six billion into EV blitz. And this is what's interesting about this is the timeline around this one, Dad. This is like we're not trying to do things by twenty thirty. Yeah. The Alliance will jointly launch 35 new EVs and pursue a common strategy to secure global battery production capacity with, uh, of 220 gigawatts. And they had in here, yeah, that's by 2030, but here you go, by 2025. As part of the push, Renault will lead development of a common centralized electrical and electronic architecture and introduce its first full software-defined vehicle by 2025. What? what are, wait, help me with it. A full software-defined vehicle. What? What what does that even mean? Have you ever seen the meme? Like, what are those? No. What are those? Um, what, yeah, no, I agree. What, yeah. What is, I mean, it's in quotations to introduce its first full software-defined we should, vehicle. We should, what is that? What, <laughs> I mean, it's it was important enough to put in quotes. But I think I think the mean? reason they put it in quotes is because the author, they don't know yeah. what it means. What is it? What are the they saying? All right, we should we should get people from the OEMs on our show. We should interview them. Yeah, we should so, ask them so these that questions I, so that I can go. What, what does that even mean? All right, but here you go. This is this is what I, the three automakers aim to have commonized platforms underpin about eighty percent of their combined ninety nameplates by twenty twenty six, up from about sixty percent today. The whole reason they're doing this is yes. so that then they can transition to EVs. This is it goes and to share costs. And to share costs, yeah. yeah. But it goes back to what we were talking about with David. Like tooling at these plants yeah. is complex and challenging. It, it takes the time. supply chains. Yeah. So they're 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 putting twenty six billion dollars into essentially setting up the foundation so that they can turn over to EVs more quickly. It's fascinating because they are behind, you know, those incumbent players in the space, i.e. Tesla, but then there's a lot of demand. And I know you've talked about it on the show, three percent, four percent of car buyers are buying EVs. Yeah. We were I out driving it's, earlier. It, it, it's, it will, it's growing. It, it will. It, it's it's going to explode. Yep. I get all that, but it can only explode so much if there's no infrastructure, and there's not enough infrastructure, and there won't be enough infrastructure for quite some time. And and in huge urban areas hmm. like you have me living in at the moment, mm-hmm. um, where does one charge their car if they, always, if they yeah. live in a condominium? If they live in an apartment building, I, I mean, I know that we pulled into a parking garage here and it had in this giant garage two EV charging stations on the first level. Yep. The, both taken. Yep. Typically taken by the same cars every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mini. It's a mini and a Tesla. Well, yeah. So, okay. What what are the rest of the EVers doing when it comes to charging their cars in these parking garages? I mean, I I don't know. It's not like there's a charging station on every corner. No, no, there definitely isn't. Not yet. Um, but it I'm not seems saying like, there won't be. It seems like eventually there there will have to be. Yes, and until that eventuality happens, I just don't see the explosion of. EV sales to the same degree that I guess a lot of investors do. Um, doesn't make me right. Doesn't make me wrong. Let's go to Igor's comment here. Zach, yeah. that's on used cars. Dealers are now willing to work on used cars because they have overpriced inventory and they want to get rid of it. Yeah, that they, rings and true they realize to me. It. Yeah, that, that, that's what my friend was saying. He says, hey, listen, we realized we paid too much for the cars. We're better off getting out of them now 
than waiting another 60, 90 days and having having there been some correction in used car values and taking a bloodbath then. Yeah. So I they're mean, trying to mitigate the losses now. And as he said, you know, they're they're willing to lose upwards of two thousand dollars on the front end of a used car deal, A, to get some cash out of it, and B to give their finance department an opportunity to make some of that money back. Wow. So that's the number. That was the number he told me last night. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so that's 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 pretty good information. If you're out there looking to buy a used car right now, you yeah. you might be I can't able to tell you the dealer group you should no, go no, talk no, to. No, 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 no. Yeah. It is interesting because we do anticipate that prices will go back up in the springtime. There's just going to be more demand because of tax yes. refunds and things like that. Yes. And I do think that there, I'm still holding out hope. There's probably going to be some sort of government subsidy, some sort of tax tax incentive. So maybe now is actually a good time to buy a used car. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it might be. It might be. It might. I mean, you want to buy that van we've been talking about? Um, no. I'll, I'll take two thousand dollars off a van. Uh, no, they're probably not giving yeah. you two thousand off a van. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're yeah. probably right. Yeah. So there was one other story in automotive news that I'll, I'll fire across your bow this morning. Pops, let me pull it up here. Is that a BOW? It is. Good. Ford used car platform adds 14-day, 1,000-mile money-back guarantee. There is more and more push from these OEMs yeah. to create more compelling direct-to-consumer used car products. We have Car Bravo yeah. from GM that we talked yeah. about a while back, and now Ford with their blue advantage, which they've had for a while, but yeah. now they're offering this, this competes directly with uh, the CarMax of the 30 day love it or love it or CarMax has the 30 day love it. Yeah, man, they should do more advertising around that. Cause I forgot it. Honestly, yeah. love, yeah. love your car guarantee. Yeah. They've done enough. That's Stephen yeah. Curry. Um, and then Carvana obviously has the seven day refund policy. Um, and we should do our daily Carvana stock check. I'm curious what's going on there. Um, yes, because I heard a different rumor about Carvana <laughs> yesterday as well. We'll share that in a second. But yeah. what's your take on this? I think it's another example of the OEMs trying to get a little closer well, in that relationship. Well, I, with the I consumer. think what's happening is, is um, you know, CarMax uh, is the number one seller of pre-owned cars in the country. Mm -hmm. yeah. And... In order to compete against someone like CarMax, um, who's offering a 30-day love-it guarantee, um, you know, Ford and others, through their certified programs, are, are trying to come up with something that works, Yeah, that, that, that competes against that. I do find so, it fascinating that it is another example, though, of Ford and GM and the OEMs just trying. I mean, they're no longer just selling their cars; they're selling all the used cars. Well, yeah, but the difference is for the, the, the this product, it's probably for their certified pre-owned cars yeah. only. No, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I should mention we. I, I reached out to because this news story reminds me of the legislation that's going on in Florida that is very obviously like geared towards helping Carvana. Yes, because I hold out this. The sneaky suspicion that once OEMs want to sell direct to consumer, they'll just get some laws passed to make it happen. It's worth mentioning Mr. Wright, the senator from, from Florida still. His office has not responded they to They haven't us. gotten back no. to you? and I requested okay. a comment. So, uh, Did you let them know that you have press credentials to the Washington, <laughs> D.C. auto show? We will be there this yeah. weekend. I am looking forward to that. Yes. I really, really am. Um, all right. So let's actually do our, our daily Carvana uh, check here because it is fascinating to see what's going on with them. And yeah, it's down more. Okay. I mean, the story is still the same there. What was what was the well, rumor that the, you... The, the rumor that, that was shared with me last night... This is a rumor. Just a rumor. We haven't been able to verify it. 
They haven't tried um, very hard to verify. We haven't, we, okay, truth is we haven't tried to verify yet. Um, so we really shouldn't rumor monger. But I, I, I received a phone call last night because somebody wanted to know if we had heard anything about the banks pulling back financing for Carvana. Um, and I haven't heard that. That was the that was the first I had heard of that. Now, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if any number of the banks that, that give the dealers like 60 days to provide them with a title showing them as a lien holder, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if those banks who are still waiting for titles 10, 11, 12 months down the road have finally said to Carvana, we don't want to play this game anymore. This doesn't work for us anymore. We're not interested in writing any more loans for you, or we we won't be interested in in, in writing any more loans for you until you correct the situation. Yeah. So it it wouldn't surprise me if if it were to happen. If it my my supposition would be it would come in the form of a memo. <laughs> okay, that that would say if this isn't corrected by X amount of time, then we might be forced to consider no longer uh, writing what, loans what, for um, your customers. What liability is there? We we talk a lot about not having the title and registration from the consumer standpoint. Yeah. You can't get insurance if you don't already have it, and you can't really be legally driving your car, yeah. uh, which are like very much so major issues for the consumer. I imagine there are legal and regulatory hurdles that the bank's going to well, face. Well, the too. car is the collateral for the loan. So if you don't know who actually owns it or if you don't have the well, title. If, if the title isn't in the customer's name listing the bank as the, as the lien holder, as to having a lien against that, look at that, Igor heard the same thing. Um, then that can cause, I mean, if if payments aren't made, but there's no lien holder listed on a title because there's no title, then the bank can't legally go after the consumer yeah. who's not making the car payments. And well, if they can't get a title and a registration, why would they make a car payment? Um, so yeah, it could get really ugly. Yeah, no, it, it totally In a hurry. Could. Yeah, yeah, kind of scary to think. Yes. All right, I want to pull it up on the screen in case you haven't. We had a couple of folks that were with us today, which we really appreciate. They've watched yes. the GV70 review. If you have not already, please go take a peek. Leave us yeah. a comment. It's our first one. Yes, yes. First one. Give first us one. It, it, you know, it wasn't like we've done thousands before this. We haven't no. done <laughs> any one. before this. Um, so, yeah, we, we would appreciate insights and input as to uh, – what it is you might want to see or what it is that you feel we could do better or what it is. I mean, and, and you might feel, well, by doing better would be don't do them at all. Um, <laughs> Which you can share that feedback, yeah, but we yeah, prefer, can, we, well, you know, we're, there's, there's, we're here, grown, let me, let we're me, grown um, men. We can handle that. Yeah. Let me turn that off yeah. and then let's click on this really quick. I mean, we, we've had some, um, let's see, pause. That looks like a fun ad. Yeah, I like I like all our videos. To be fair, so, um, but no, we've we've gotten yeah great illustration of the generational differences in buyers drivers. Yeah, I think that's nice branching yeah. in a road thing. Yeah, so leave us a comment. Yes, please leave us a comment. We read all these. Maybe we should respond to some pops. Maybe we can do that after we have. Yeah, look, the old guy is such a boomer. <laughs> I am. I come on. It's it. I can't help that. It's, you know, it has to do with when you were born. I couldn't control that. That's fair. That's totally yeah. fair. So please check it out. Give us your feedback there. Um, I, I have some unfortunate news. Miss Kimberly Klein will not be on 
tomorrow for Kimberly's Corner. It's just going to be us two. We will be at yeah. the Washington uh, Auto Show yes. on Saturday. So we'll probably capture some footage there. Maybe we'll go live from there. I don't know if we'll, I don't think we're going to go live from yeah. there. Leon wants to see a parachuting out of the Bronco. That was uh, trust silly. me. Yeah. Uh, you know, my ankle, my ankles and knees would feel better today. Uh, had I parachuted out of that damn Bronco. And let us know what you want to see us review as well, please. Or even, they're more just like car talks. Like, we're having fun in the car. But we've got, coming soon, the MW M3, which was yes. a lot of fun. Yes. The uh, Ford Bronco. Yes. Which was the Badlands Sasquatch uh, first, first edition. First edition. Yeah. Yeah. Today, we were in the uh, yeah, Hyundai, Hyundai Tucson, Tucson yes. which was kind of interesting to be yeah. in there. We have a Mitsubishi Outlander that we're doing tomorrow. A 2017, I might add. Yep. So we're, we're trying to we're, we're trying to review some vehicles that, that might, might actually that be attainable. might be attainable as, as good used cars. Absolutely. Yeah. Or we could find out exactly what type of, type of POSs they are uh, when they're four years old and have however many miles on them that they might have. This is true. This is yeah. true. Um, and and then we've also got lined up already for the, like the following week. You'll be in the Corvette eventually. We've got a right. Mercedes SUV, the Jeep yeah. Grand Wagoneer, which I'm, I'm super interested in, yes. in getting into. So anyway, we've got a bunch, but let us know what you want to see us do there as well. And let's answer our final question before we hop off today, Pops, which is what are you hoping to see at the car show? Do you have any? any um, um... Well, me personally, the exit. <laughs> um I I I am not a fan of car shows, and and the reason the reason I'm not a fan of car shows is because I spent my entire adult life around automobiles. That's true. I looked at automobiles all day long. I either appraised cars, I helped to sell cars, I you know, and in my spare time away from the dealership, the one thing I didn't want to see was more cars. So. So your question, you know, what do I hope to see? The exit as quickly as possible. Um, it's it's just who I am. I, you know, do, do I find cars fascinating? I, I can tell you that when we're doing the reviews, I get a kick out of driving these different cars and seeing different aspects of them. But I, I really don't want to spend a Saturday looking at cars now the thing that excites me is that i get to i get to do something i don't want to do with the team that we've assembled so i'm 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 more interested in spending quality time with those that i'll be with than actually you know looking at the cars well that's, said that, that's just me well said yeah I'm interested to see some of the uh, the EVs that they're going to have there. Uh, Mercedes EQS. I've never sat in that. I've never really seen one, so I'm excited to kind of play around with that a little bit. And I think there's. A... Will they let you play around with it? My guess is that I'll sit not in it. You... I'll be able to uh, sit my, in it. Uh, my guess is they won't even let you open the door on the EQS. Just a guess. Stay tuned. You'll you'll no. you'll be the first to know. All right, pops. Let's call it a day. Let's grab some lunch. And uh, yeah, thanks for everything. Well, it's it's once again been my pleasure to spend the better part of my morning and early afternoon with you. Time to get to work. I'm, I'm, time for me to go home and make lunch. Yeah. See you guys. See you everybody. See you all tomorrow. Thanks for being here. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.